Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Bibb. A special warm welcome to any guests or visitors joining us this day. We're uh, gathered in great joy, of course, because we have a baptism this day. Gentry Elizabeth Waters will be baptized into Christ uh, this morning and will rejoice as um, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ gives to her all the gifts of his cross, forgiveness, life, and salvation in that blessed sacrament wherein he joins his water to his word, giving us those gifts. It is the fifth Sunday after Trinity, and so I'll direct your attention to the inside of the back cover of your bulletin, where we have that focused on Christ section, a summary of our readings in the service this day. The Lord called fishermen to be fishers of men. The net they would use is the message of the cross, which is foolishness and a stumbling block to the world. The power of God to save is not in spectacular signs like wind and fire and earthquakes, nor is it to be found in human intelligence and wisdom. The power of God to save comes in the still, small voice of the preaching of Christ crucified. In worldly darkness, the disciples could catch nothing, but in the light of Christ, whose word was attached to the water, the boats were filled with fish. So it is that in baptism, you have been drawn into the ship of the church. Though the nets are breaking, and some who hear the word do not believe, pastors continue to cast the net of the gospel and the sacraments, that Christians may abide in the boat of the church, and that we may be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks a reason for the hope that is in us. As we gather this day, we also will be receiving the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so then, according to his institution and his word, we are to be united in faith and doctrine in practice. Uh, and not just concerning the supper, but in concerning all things as his people. Therefore, we do practice, as it says in the bulletin there, closed communion. And we ask that all those joining us at the altar this day be members either of our congregation or of a sister congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, in keeping with the Lord's word that we should be united uh, in all things when we come to receive this blessed gift. Our service this day is Divine Service Setting 3. As it begins on page 184, we now sing the first hymn. Let us pray. O oh God, you have prepared for those who love you good things that surpass all understanding. Pour into our hearts such love towards you, that we, loving you above all things, may obtain your promises which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the fifth Sunday after Trinity is from 1 Kings chapter 19. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. 
For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael to be king over Syria, and Jehu the son of Nimshi you shall anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha the son of Shaphat of Abel-Maholah you shall anoint to be prophet in your place. And the one who escapes from the sword of Hazael shall Jehu put to death. And the one who escapes from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha put to death. Yet I will leave seven thousand in Israel, all the knees who have not bowed toward Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. So he departed from there and found Elisha the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen in front of him, and he was with the twelfth. Elijah passed by him and cast his cloak upon him, and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? And he returned from following him and took the yoke of oxen and sacrificed them and boiled their flesh with the yokes of the oxen and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he arose and went after Elijah and assisted him. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from 1 Peter chapter 3. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the fifth chapter. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on Jesus to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let, your nets down for a let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the, both, boats, both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, for from now on you will be catching men. 
And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon text this day is based upon the Gospel reading. Well, dear saints, it was at the word of Jesus that Peter let the nets down. He and his fellow fishermen, they'd already worked all night and they had caught nothing. They'd used the latest fishing technology, the best techniques. They had brought all their skills, their experience, and their knowledge to bear on this task, which was their vocation. But still, they failed. They were skunked. They caught nothing. This is bad enough when fishing is for fun, but imagine if this were your livelihood. But now Jesus told them to put down their nets again, and though Peter expected nothing, and though the nets had already been cleaned and set aside in this whole exercise, it meant more work for Peter and also for his men. At Jesus' word, the nets went down. And Peter, well, <laughs> he was in for a surprise, along with all of his men with him. They did everything wrong letting the nets down at that time of day, and in that place it shouldn't have come to anything. No one would expect them to catch fish like that, but the nets were full, more so than they had ever been before. Then, of course, the nets, they were breaking, and they forgot all about Jesus and his word. They strove to keep the fish that they had done nothing at all to earn. They called their partners. They filled both boats such that both began to sink. And suddenly, Peter, he was filled with fear. Not fear for the fish or for the water that threatened to take his life and his livelihood, but fear of the man who stood in his boat and ordered the fish into the nets with authority that only God has. Now notice, Peter's cry to Jesus was not, Stop the sinking, take back the fish, save my men, save my boat, save me. No, it was as if scales had fallen from the eyes of the tired, reluctant fisherman, and he knew that he could not stand in the presence of God's Holy One, the Christ. He said, Depart from me. For I am a sinful man, O Lord, no longer calling him master, but now calling him Lord. In essence, Peter says, leave me, Lord. Let me drown. I cannot stand here a sinner before you, O Lord. I would rather die than face my shame. I am nothing. I am a filthy, unworthy beggar, a doubting and yet arrogant man. Your holiness, your authority, these are too much for me, O Lord. It was as if Peter's heart was the thing that was sunk, like his boats were attempting to do at the moment. And you see, that was good. You see, sunk hearts are contrite hearts. Hearts that know they have no merit, no worthiness of their own. Contrite hearts are hearts that are broken with regret over their sinful past. Hearts emptied of pride and arrogance and concern only for the self. And such a heart belongs in the kingdom of God. As Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Hearts from their own, purified from their own self-centeredness, hearts that don't care if the nets are breaking and if the boats are sinking, but only care about the reality of their own unworthiness. Such hearts are blessed. It is such hearts as these, like Peter's, that shall see God. He will raise them up. 
For you see, God will fill them with himself. And so it is that Jesus did not depart from Peter, because Jesus had something more to say to Peter. Besides telling him, let down your nets, Jesus also said to him, fear not. As in, fear not, for I am not here to condemn the world. I am not here in fire and wrath and judgment and condemnation, but rather I am here in mercy. I have taken on your flesh and your blood to be the sacrifice worthy of the stern demands of my holy law, the demands that the law makes of you. I have come to be the atonement, the payment in flesh and blood to reconcile you to my Father, to remove your sin, and to make you mine. Nothing remains which separates you from me. The wind and the waves on the Sea of Galilee, they are all subject to me. They must obey me, but you, you I would not have as a subject, but rather as a son. My suffering and dying and rising again are for you. Fear not. It should be noted that Peter, he spoke truthfully about himself. He was a sinful man. The miracle he had experienced, it overwhelmed him, and it made him aware that he was in the presence of of the Holy One of God, God in flesh made manifest. A sinner dares not remain in such company, and so Peter begged the Lord to go away. But Jesus, as we see, he did not go away. Instead, the Christ told the sinner, Peter, that a new occupation, a new vocation awaited him. From now on, you will be catching men. Peter's last catch, it was the most impressive one that he had ever had as a fisherman, of course, that by the hand of the Lord. And it was, in a way, a preview of what was to come. On Pentecost Sunday, Peter preached a sermon that led to the conversion and baptism of some 3,000 people. That was a catch even greater than that one on the Lake of Gennesaret. But as wonderful as all this sounds, it might have you thinking, what about us? I mean, we're far from Galilee. We have no breaking nets, no sinking boats, no miraculous catch. But we still just might detect that slight, foul stench of fish in our nose. And you wonder, what is that smell? Well, it is our own rotting flesh. Our own fearful worry for ourselves above all things. Our own over-exaggerated concern that never strays far from the balancing of our bank accounts, from our aches and pains, from our reputations and the opinions of men, whether those opinions be in person or on social media. We are to our shame ever fearful that our institutions will not stand. And we are again to our shame, always wanting to improve upon and innovate with God's word and his church, thinking that some business strategy, some gimmick, some giveaway will somehow, some way, bring souls into Christ's net better than his own inspired, inerrant, and infallible word. Oh, that God would sink our unbelieving hearts, that we would feel the full force of his law and know its truth and confess right alongside Peter, saying, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinner. I have no lineage I can appeal to, no works to boast in, no glorious history to fall back on. I have nothing, nothing but sin and shame. And then you see, we, like Peter, would hear from the precious lips of Jesus these words, fear not, fear not. 
I am here to rescue you from the fires of hell. I am here to bear your sin and the punishment for your sin upon the cross. It's the whole reason why I came. I came here to bless you with my holy word. I am here to fulfill God's promises for you. I set you free. You are forgiven by the power of my loving sacrifice. You see, dear saints, that is how Jesus fishes for disciples in the kingdom of God. There's no baiting the hook or setting it either. God simply lets down the nets. And his lowly earthen vessels with nothing more than his word in the most unlikely of places and at awkward times. And you know what? Hearts like yours and mine, they are sunk by his law and raised to new life by his blessed gospel promises in Christ Jesus. We receive this in his word. We witness this today in the sacrament of holy baptism as he washed clean another sinner, bringing gentry Elizabeth Waters into his holy kingdom, she being every bit as much a Christian as any one of you sitting here able to sit and speak and stand on their own. Because faith is not your work. It is the gift of God by the Holy Spirit working through his word. And so also, God gives to repentant sinners his absolution. Spoken through his office of holy ministry. His office, not ours, is not ours to do with as we please. And also, we receive this day the blessed gift of Christ's very own flesh and blood for our forgiveness, life, and salvation. Lowly means, means that the world scoffs at, and yet these are the holy mysteries of God, and by them he works the glorious things of God. Forgiveness, life, and salvation. And so then on this Lord's Day, come at Jesus' word. Come unafraid. Come to God's altar with the sacrifice of praise for all he has done and accomplished for you. Receive here his body and his blood for your forgiveness, life, and salvation. For his flesh is true food and his blood is true drink. And by it you are cleansed, purified, and forgiven of all your sins. This will keep you safe. This will make you strong. This will cast out your fear. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God of hosts, protect your precious saints surrounded on all sides. Turn away those who would throw down your altars and seek to hurt or kill our brothers for their faithfulness to your Son. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God of hosts, since your foolishness is wiser than men's wisdom and your weakness stronger than men's strength, give all preachers and hearers delight in the folly of Christ crucified, in which the fullness of divine power and wisdom are hidden. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, you give us life in Christ. Grant that having been strengthened by your gifts, we may all gladly tell we may gladly tell others of the hope we have in you. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God of hosts, give us faith to let down the nets of your word in our daily vocations and trust your Son to do his gracious work through poor sinners like us. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God of hosts, bless all those who govern us in your stead. Keep them from the folly of opposing your word in your church and give them wisdom to govern justly in accord with your will. Lord, in your mercy. 
Lord God of hosts, you are the light and salvation of gentry and all your baptized. Deliver us from the will of our adversaries and keep us in the one true faith until the day of your coming. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God of hosts, bless Ron Lyon, Ron Gibson, Bob Rash, Chuck Lichty, Erlene Lakey, Lisa Rash, Ted Phillips, and all who suffer in body or mind in our midst. Preserve them in the truth that since Christ is at, your right, is at their right hand, they cannot be shaken. Make their flesh dwell securely and give them peace in the promise that you will not abandon their souls to shale. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God of hosts, your Son is our chosen portion in our cup, forgiving and nourishing us with his body and blood. Grant that we may receive him humbly and in faith, that you may hold our lot secure in Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God of hosts, you have caused the lines to fall in pleasant places for us and given us a beautiful inheritance through your Son. Keep us faithful, that we may enjoy its fullness with all the saints who now rest in your presence. Lord, in your mercy. All these things and whatever else you know that we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever. Amen. Good morning and welcome on this uh, hot and muggy summer day. I do have quite a few announcements for this coming week. We have a lot of wonderful things coming up here. Of course, Sunday School and Bible Study uh, immediately following worship. Um, and a word of thanks, or I should say thanks be to God for uh, all the volunteers who came yesterday to help get the church spick and span. Um, we will have another one of those cleaning days on this coming Saturday, the 23rd. Uh, there's two shifts, 7 a.m., 9 a.m. Please sign up as you are able. Uh, we need a, there are a variety of cleaning needs, so uh, any and all hands who can chip in, it's very much appreciated. Uh, going back to the week, Monday, tomorrow, uh, Esther Bible Study at 1.30, uh, new member class at 7. And then Tuesday this week, notice that it's bumped up a week. We have Theology on Tap, Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday, women at 7. Thursday, men at 7. Uh, Wednesday, then we have our Lutheran Confession Study Group at 9, followed by our workout class then in the evening. And then this coming Saturday, again, just that church cleaning day. Note the two shift times. Uh, please do sign up so they know how to prepare. Um, Coming up this last Sunday of the month, I had already arranged to take some time off, and I was contacting some brother pastors and waiting to hear back from them, and uh, Pastor Zirkel, who is filling in as vacancy pastor of faith, is able to cover for me on the 31st, so uh, this, um, the 31st of this month, July 31st, uh, uh, there'll be a time change for worship. It's similar to the way things were uh, when uh, Pastor uh, Slater would fill in, so worship will be at 8 a.m. that day. Uh, so please note that time change and that arrangements for Bible study. I'll announce those this next Sunday. So please note that. And also, uh, anyone who um, uh, isn't able to be here or doesn't have social media, because I will post it on Facebook, please just be in contact with your brothers and sisters in Christ about that time change so that there are no surprises. Uh, and then finally, our Oktoberfest planning. Uh, you can sign up on the sheet down there. Uh, it's going to be coming up here before too much longer. So we just want to get ahead of that um, as we uh, celebrate the gifts that the Lord gives us in the harvest, and of course, always uh, giving thanks for the gifts we have in Christ our Savior. Is there anything I might have missed? Actually, yes. Actually, we finished yesterday. Oh. So we do not have to miss. Wow. Yeah, everybody was awesome. Excellent. Well, thanks be to God. That's wonderful. So no cleaning day. Y'all are off the hook. You got your work done early, so now you can just rest, right? Uh, wonderful. Excellent. Well, the place is spick and span. It looks beautiful. Uh, God's peace be with you as you go into the coming week. I'll greet you at the door.